Can you remember taking your first photograph? Um, well, yeah, I, 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 my mum and dad took loads of photos, not like professionally or anything, but I suppose my dad always was stopping the car, like making everyone stop to take a photo and stuff. And he started shooting like sunsets every day if they were good. And I'd sort of do that with him. And then I did like GCSE photography. So I started shooting quite a young age and shooting my friends and their parents and things like that. It wasn't really something that I thought I could ever be a photographer. I didn't really know about the industry when I was, you know, doing, when I was at school. It wasn't until I came to London to do my degree that I kind of discovered ID and the face and magazines like that that I'd never seen before that I thought, wow, this is a job. This is a career for someone. So it was a sort of organic thing as you were at college that you realised that it was what you wanted to do and what you were good at? Well, I didn't really know if I... I, I thought I was good at it because my tutor, who I really respected, told me I was good at it and I believed her. Um, and <clears throat> then a week before I graduated, um, I got a phone call from um, a guy from ID magazine and he asked me to start shooting for them. And I remember saying to my tutor, like, oh, this magazine ID's phoned, and she was so thrilled. I knew it was, I was just a bit thick, I suppose, and a bit naive. I didn't, and she, she was, like, more excited than I was, and saying, that's a really big deal, Alice. And um, I was like, okay, so, and then I left college, and I continued shooting for ID, and I got my agent um, within, you know, pretty soon within that year. Am I right, it was party photography that, ID got you to do first yeah. of all before you kind of went into yeah. editorial. It felt good for me to do that because it made me sort of open my eyes to like this fashion world that I didn't really ever have access to before. And um, seeing kind of eccentric characters at parties or fashion wannabes or the real thing. Um, I remember the first party ID sent me to, I was too scared to go into the party. So I was working at Agent Provocateur and I looked through the window and there's like my boss in there, like Joe Corre and Serena Reeves and Vivian Westwood and I think Donatella Versace, people that I just thought, I can't go in there, like that's a whole other league. So I stood outside with the paparazzi and I just took photos of like Liz Hurley's bum getting into a taxi and Donatella with her like really hunky security guard guy and I remember being really worried that ID were going to be like, what, you should have gone into the party, you idiot. But they said, oh, no, that's fine. You did what you wanted to do and what you felt comfortable with. And we really liked the pictures and we're running them. And I was like, oh, I can get away with doing what actually I feel. And I don't have to answer to every, you know, it was a freedom that was, that was great. And that seems to be kind of the way that you've carried on in terms of translating your ideas into fashion. It's, it's sort of a chance for them to show off and to be celebrated. And that's what I try and communicate to them when I meet them or I see someone I want to take their picture. And I think, you know, I approach it like I'm a girl, you're a person. I'm not, it's not work. It's just kind of like, would you like to step into this little fantasy for, with me for an afternoon? And hopefully have fun and get a nice result out of it. It's an experience. I read that your father was a historian and you spent a lot of time in America when you were a child. Yeah, I went a couple of times with my dad, but mainly like loads of American veterans would come and stay with us in our home. Um, so I had a lot of love and time for Americans and I felt that they 
really loved my dad and what he was doing, being a historian and writing about the Second World War, and obviously it's really important to these veterans. And um, we went, my mum was actually saying to me the other day that when I th she first took me to Los Angeles, we went to Palm Springs um, or Indiana Falls or something, some place near Palm Springs in the desert. And we went to like this, it was like that film Cocoon, where, you know, the retirement home, but it was like for millionaires. And we stayed with this veteran and his wife, and she was just the most glamorous woman I've ever seen. And their home was like something out of Hello magazine. And um, my mum said, "Yeah, I think that's when you started getting a bit obsessed <laughs> with like big hair and tanned skin." And I think there's lots of crossovers in in your work between sort of documentary imagery and portrait imagery and fashion imagery. I mean, most of my work does feature fashion. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily sometimes know it because you'll think, oh, it's a page three girl and she's wearing a kind of really Essex-style dress or something. But that dress is actually, like, borrowed from, like, the major fashion houses and it's the height of fashion. So what you might kind of assume and, you know, is bad taste is actually, like, the height of fashion. Um, and I like... It's not tricking people, but it's almost going, you know, give them a chance, actually. They look great. Um, I use fashion to elevate the people that I photograph, and they elevate the fashion. Um, and, you know, the locations and everything, too, kind of tell that story. Um, for me, I don't mind photographing people who haven't got, like, designer clobber on. But if I think they already look like amazing, but if I can take it that step further and they enjoy it as well because they've got all this designer stuff to just pick out and it makes it more exciting for them, I suppose. And um, you can kind of like fine tune exactly what you know your vision is a bit more, but you can also go and find that. You know, there's no point in getting a showgirl who's got an amazing outfit, putting one of your outfits on her because she's sorted, you know. How do you find your subjects? This is something that's always intrigued me. Um, I used to go down to Chingford Ladies Tea Dance Club. I worked as a barmaid in a pub. Um, and those people still stay can create new subjects. Um, my, you know, I haven't got like a million friends or something, but I've got a lot of people that, from different walks of life, um, I think also from travelling and once you've made friends with one subject, it can lead on to loads of other subjects as well. I mean, I spend a lot of time in Las Vegas. I love shooting people there because I can guarantee find about five a day that really excite me. Um, just like Lakeside Shopping Centre, <laughs> just random places um, on the tube, you know, I'll start talking to someone. Um, places where I've worked. I worked at Agent Provocateur for a few years and all the girls that I worked with there, I mean, made, you know, ended up photographing a lot of them. And that was a huge casting, you know, I could tick off loads of people from there. So is that, so it's actually just walking down the street, you see someone who you think looks great and yeah. that will trigger you to go and, and yeah. talk to them? Yeah, but I, yeah, and I feel like maybe when you're looking for certain people, it's harder to find them and then you'll see someone and you'll just let them go by, but I really should. Now and again, I do sort of start, you know, just go, can I have your number for the future? <laughs> I don't know what for, but I need, you know, it's like my own little casting agency. So sometimes I do that and I've got a few in my back pocket, you know, to pull out for later. Sort of linking in with that and also going back to something we discussed earlier about these kind of the aspirational aspects. 
to your images. I'm interested in how you sort of relate to glamour photography and how you feel that your work relates to glamour photography because it's sort of, it, for me, it uses similar references. I suppose if I was going to shoot Danny Wells, like my favourite page three girl um, from Coventry, and she, and I'll shoot her like, but she'll get shot for zoo or nuts. And it's for titillation, it's to, for young boys to like look at her boobs and her bum. And, but whereas I suppose I'm just like doing it, using the same subject, but with a kinder eye, like, and a kind of girly, friendshipy kind of attitude towards her rather than I want to shag you. And, um, and I just, you know, I love to be able to take a girl who normally appears in those magazines and put her in like high end fashion magazines. It's, it's really brilliant to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, I'm coming from a different place entirely to what they normally do. And they really enjoy that and they get nervous, like, oh, we're going on a proper shoot. And it's like, calm down, it's fine. <laughs> like, just be yourself. You don't need to worry about your strap marks or anything <laughs> today. <laughs> and, you know, I've photographed strippers as well and they've been shocked that I was in Russia um, shooting once and we went to this um, Golden Girls or something, some club, and we got the VIP room and we, we dressed them in fashion and they were just like, what? Why are we putting clothes on? But the way they held themselves and the way, you know, they were so proud as like soldiers almost. And it was just really powerful. And it was, all, you know, and that's crazy to think you can dress someone to make them feel like that. Because normally I suppose they feel powerful naked. But yeah, I just, I love photographing, you know, t taking those people and putting them in fashion magazines if I can. I think there's, there's elements of kitsch and humour to a lot of your work, but it never feels like you're making it's fun. It's not a piss take and it's not taking the mick. It's, um, it's, it's res I respect them. My icon is Dolly Parton and loads of people think she's a joke, you know, who wouldn't even know about her. But to me, she's, you know, perfect. She's amazing. She's someone that I respect and admire and she's gone further than a lot of women, you know, to look kind of beautiful or, you know, and I... I think, yeah, I'm, I, and I, I love that kind of thing too, you know, I mean, I get my nails done and go on a sunbed now and again and, you know, love kind of girly things. Um, you know, I live in Essex and, or, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm part of it as well and I think when I dress up as people, that kind of, or, you know, I kind of take on their roles in some of my work, you know, that's kind of like proving the point as well that I'm, I'm in in with it as well. I'm not taking. I'm not just looking at it and mocking it, celebrating it. I find it so much more interesting than being fashionable. Fashionable is just a bit boring to me. It's following the trend. It's not being audacious with your look or being brave. It's it's too boring. For me, your work is sort of above and beyond what a lot of photographers do. It never feels as if there's sort of like an old theme that's been rehashed or as if you're trying no, to No, I don't trends. ever use references really. Mm. Everything's very much um, my reaction and my idea about, about you know, if, if someone says, would you like to shoot this pop star? I, you know, I'll try and say how I'd like to do it and that might get watered down a bit, but essentially I like to be happy with, you know, how it's going and the concepts and stuff. But, um, yeah, I've been lucky that I can apply my personal thoughts and reaction to a project rather than thinking, oh, it's just another job, I'll just make the person look pretty. 
I want the pictures to stick around for longer than that. You know, I don't want them just to be selling that season. I want them to be up in a gallery the following year and I want them to last forever. I, um, and I think by seeing people that aren't necessarily models, it's not their job, it has more of a momentous occasion to it and something a bit more important. You know, like when in the old days people used to, you know, save up money to have a family portrait done or something. It's a bit like that. And it kind of moves it outside of fashion, I suppose, and the whole idea that fashion's supposed to die, you know, and be revived twice a year or whatever. It's, it's this idea mm. of moving it sort of beyond fashion. Yeah, totally. I don't really think I'm really a fashion photographer. I think I'm just a photographer. Like I, um, and I'm lucky that that's been my arena to express myself because I'm interested in glamour and fashion is glamour, really. So, um, I've, you know, but I've never really been obsessed with that's not my starting point fashion but it can really shape a, an idea of course but it's not like I, I get given sometimes they give me like you know we've got to shoot this kind of clothing and it looks a bit 50s do you know anyone and you know and I can apply that to women that I love who sort of have 50s lifestyle or home or hairstyle or whatever but um, normally it's about the subject like I want to do something on East, Miss East Anglia or something, you know, it, that comes first. And then, you know, what fashion's going to make them look brilliant that's out there now? And that's where the stylist, you know, gets involved. And so that's kind of where the inspiration's coming from, the people and from the sort of the situation. Yeah, and then you'll start yourself. looking at the clothes and they'll start sending me, like, images from street.style.com, whatever it is, and, um, you know, I'm like, wow, it's it starts coming to life. And sometimes I'll forward those images to the girls that I've got ready to shoot. And they're all get, you know, it's just sort of getting ridiculously excited about it all. <laughs>